is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show. News for the Soul is now in its 25th year of broadcasting. Tune in live or visit the archives at newsforthesoul.com. That's newsforthesoul.com. Next on News for the Soul, Light Body Healing with Dr. Lara. Dr. Lara is a functional medicine health coach, an advanced practice clinical pharmacist specialist, master intuitive healer and channel, and international teacher and speaker on a mission to empower you to take an active role in your healing journey to achieve holistic health mastery of the mind, body and spirit. Dr. Lara combines energy medicine with functional medicine to facilitate healing at the root level. Call in now to speak with Dr. Lara today. 646-595-4274. 646-595-4274. Please welcome Dr. Lara back to News for the Soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show today. I'm super excited to bring you our guest, Annie Bush. After spending over 10 years as a federal and state prosecutor, Annie changed her focus to health and wellness education and connecting the physical body with the spiritual mind. Over the last decade, her mantra has been, quote, it's hard to have a clear thought with a toxic body. As a nationally recognized certified brain health coach under both Dr. Daniel Amen and Dale Bredson, she helps clear the physical brain of cognitive conditions such as ADD, anxiety, depression, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and dementia, and customizes holistic protocols addressing these conditions. Using the three-by-four genetics, she utilizes her own, your own DNA as your blueprint to drive your lifestyle choices regarding exercise, nutrition, and sleep for your optimal health. She uses photobiomodulation to stimulate the production of your own stem cells, including brain cells, using the LifeWave stem cell activation patches. That sounds fascinating. Welcome, Annie. Well, thank you so much for having me. It is We live in exciting times right now when it yes, comes we to do. DNA and stem cells, so I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Me too. So just to get started, tell us how you sort of transitioned from, um, it seems like a lawyer over to this uh, groundbreaking health approach. Well, like most of us in the health and wellness industry, if it was either our own health or a family member's health that kind of like drew us in. And for me, I was an attorney at the time and both of my parents got cancer. So my father got cancer first, and he passed away, and then my mother got cancer. And it was then that I saw, like, up close and personal how she was being treated by the, oh, quote-unquote, traditional medical community. You know, with cancer, they weren't teaching her, like, what to eat or, you know, what nutrients to take. And I would physically take her over to get her chemotherapy, and there would be, like, baskets of candy and cookies and cupcakes. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know much, but I know that cancer feeds off of sugar. 
So mm-hmm. here you are giving her chemo to kill the cancer and sugar to feed it at the same time. And I got frustrated, <laughs> and then I got angry, and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to, I just when I switched gears from um, being an attorney to really, I started off as a personal trainer, then as a health coach, really empowering people to learn about their own health, to get as educated as they can so that they can make the right decisions. And like on a daily basis, what are the best choices that I can make to op- optimize my own health? So like after that, everybody was somebody's mother, father, daughter, aunt, uncle, you know, that I would come across. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where the, that's where the big switch occurred. Yeah. Um, as a clinical pharmacist myself, I, I have no idea why they think that that's the, the thing to do. <laughs> Because it still yeah. happens, yeah, yeah, I, it dumbfounds me, really. <laughs> you know, and it was even then, you know, I was still an attorney. I didn't know much, and I was just starting to research things because um, of the cancer, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is really, really wrong. Yeah, um, so, so yeah. Um, yeah, so let's shift over into, you know, what's going on inside of our cell, and... Um, you know, I think most people have heard that, you know, like your DNA or your genetics determines your, you know, your sort of like your health and wellness future. Um, so what is our DNA? And then maybe we can address if we both agree that it determines our health and wellness future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, you know, our DNA is basically our divinely designed blueprint. So when you were born, here is your health blueprint. You get so many genes. You know, we have 25,000 genes that um, can create over three or four million different variations. And each one of us, there's 99.9% of us, we're all the same. And then these variations that we get, one snip from our um, mother and one from our father, you know, we get two sets of genes. So from our, we inherit certain characteristics, genetic predispositions from um, our parents, from our mother and father. But it's that 1% difference of these 3 and 4 million different variations that make us who we are. And Mm -hmm. I started, I partnered with 3X4 Genetics because what they have taken is those 25,000 genes and put them into different categories based on the pathways that will really influence your health your inflammation, your ability to detoxify, what exercises are best for you, what foods are best for you, what foods was your body designed to absorb. And it's sort of like once you see, once I got my DNA done, it made so much sense as to how my body was reacting when I was eating certain foods how my mm-hmm. body was reacting when I was attempting to do certain exercises. And we'll get into more detail about this later, but your DNA is basically your blueprint of what you're going to be most efficient in doing. And it's more of a cause and effect. We're going to use one quick example. Um, I was eating a very ketogenic diet, which included animal-saturated fat. 
And I enjoyed it tremendously, but my stomach was having a hard time digesting it. And I was thinking, well, I'm just not making enough stomach acid. I will just go take some enzymes when I eat, you know, grass-fed beef. I get my DNA back. And here I have vascular markers and SNPs all through my DNA. The worst thing I can be doing for my health is eating animal saturated fat. Mm-hmm. because it's what's driving my inflammation. So that's just one example of, so now I know with that little deck, just one piece of information, that if I choose to, and you, this is what the drivers are for us to be able to make better decisions on a day-to-day basis. If I decide to have bacon and sausage for breakfast, it is going to trigger the inflammation and affect my vascular system. So it's very cause and effect. If I do this, then genetically my body's designed to do that. And that way we can then make the best decisions for us every day once we know what our own personal blueprints are. So is it our destiny? No, because we can decide what genes we're going to literally turn on or we're Mm going to keep silent. Right? Right. And And when you turn on a gene... It stimulates the production of proteins and enzymes and amino acids. So it's basically the first switch in that whole chain of biochemical responses that your body makes. So those initial decisions are pretty important. So yes, your yeah, so your blueprint is what it is, but you get to decide mm-hmm. what you're going to do with that information. Right. So I want everyone out there to have at least this, if you take away nothing else from today, that you understand that your DNA is a blueprint and it can carry with it some predispositions. I like that you use that word. But it is not written in stone destiny. There are less than 5% of disorders across the planet across human beings that are actual um, genetic malfunctions or um, or things that will literally lead to a destined outcome. Everything else there, you have control of. Absolutely, there are very, 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 very few genes very few. that if you if you yeah. have them, you are destined for whatever. No, no, right. um, and that's what. Um, Dr. Yale Jaffe of 3X4, she's really changing the way that we, you know, she's shifting the paradigm of how we think about our DNA. There are, we don't have, quote, unquote, good or bad genes. You know, we don't have mutations in our genes. They, they're just who we are. And mm-hmm. either they have a high impact on our life or they have a very low impact. And that's how the report, when you get um, a 3X4 report, that's how it's set out, that here's all these factors, and they are either going to have a very high impact on your health, so pay attention, or they have a very low impact, so you don't have to be so concerned, so that you can really decide, you know, what your priority is going to be in the choices that you make as far as, you know, eating and drinking and exercise. Right. So I think the other thing that's important to point out so people have maybe a little deeper understanding is that it's the environment around this genetic information that determines whether it's, quote, turned on or turned off. 
So let's say like you are bombarded by toxins every day or you have a super stressful job or family life. All of that is what is signaling the genes and the genetic material and the proteins to turn on and off, to bond or not bond, to, you know, create the inflammation, to have an inflammation response or not. Um, so that's why when we talk about food, lifestyle, all those things, it really is your within your power to decide and to choose what outcome will happen or not happen. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. Sure it's, it you know, it's, <laughs> no, no, no. That was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. It's, it's the epigenetics, which are those environmental factors, and nutrigenomics is the influence of food. You know, what foods will, mm-hmm. you know, what certain foods will turn on those genes. You know, your inflammatory genes, you eat this certain food. It's going to switch on that inflammatory gene. Or you choose to just not eat it, and then it doesn't turn on the gene, and you're good. Uh, Right. And that's why it's so important to know. We did a a case review yesterday of this woman that was having all these um, inflammatory conditions and detoxification issues. And here she she worked at cleaning houses. Mm-hmm. So she was exposed to all these cleaning solvents and chemicals in her body, and she wasn't wearing any protective gear. So she was absorbing this, you know, while from breathing through her skin. And we looked at her detoxification pathways, and she was struggling there. And so she made, when she saw that, she's like, I shouldn't be cleaning houses. Or if I am, I should be using more natural products. So all she mm-hmm. did was switch over to natural products that didn't have those chemicals so that epigenetically in her environment she wasn't exposing herself to them. Right. And so are some of those uh, pathways, like the MTHFR, SNP, is that, that's one of them, right, that helps your detox mechanism? Yeah, the, the um, MTHFR is one of the genes that are in um, the methylation pathways or in the detoxification pathways or in the inflammation pathways. Um, different genes will show up in different pathways depending on how big of an impact they have in those. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's the one thing is, like, there is no one villain gene out there that's going to, mm-hmm. like, control. It's, you, we really want to look at these genes um, how they synergistically react to one another. Because you can have one that has a high impact and then you have other ones that are beneficial that will can kind of soften the blow of mm-hmm. some of them. Uh, so, cool. you know, you know, you see, um, Dr. Joffrey always talks about, yeah, you know, you look at the magazines on the grocery, you know, and there's a fat gene and there's a longevity gene and there's, you know, there's no single gene out there that is going to, you know, have that big of an effect. You really have to look at your genes in sequence and synergistically how they interact with each other. Yeah, I mean, really, it's like an orchestra. It's not a soloist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you wanted to have a musical analogy, you know. Um, right. And nothing in our body happens in a vacuum. It's all happening right. in concert. Mm-hmm. And you are the conductor. Right. You are yeah. the conductor, my dear. Yeah. Um, yeah, so some of the different pathways that um, we look at, as, you know, the big ones, the inflammation, the detoxification, the methylation, 
But then how does your body respond to exercise? For me personally, um, genetically, if I needed to lose weight, exercising would not be the most efficient way for me to do it because my body has a hard time releasing fat from exercise. For me to lose weight, it's going to be more by caloric restriction and intermittent fasting. So let's just say um, you're out listening to us today and you really want to lose weight and you've been exercising and exercising and exercising and you're not losing the weight. Genetically, that might not be the most efficient way for you to do it. Mm -hmm. And also in the exercise pathways, they tell you what type of exercise is the most efficient. So for me, it's the activation of those slow twitch muscles. It's endurance. Mm -hmm. It's the marathon rather than the sprints. It's the power lifting rather than two hours in the gym doing circuits. So that's the other Right. That's so... Genetically, your body is designed to efficiently do certain types of movements. And when you go outside of those kind of, I don't want to use the word recommendations, but those, um, that blueprint, you're more prone to, extra, to injury. Mm-hmm. So if you're yeah. an athlete, yeah, and you always right. injure yourself when you do a certain exercise, and you see your genetics, oh, my body wasn't designed to do that exercise or that sport. <laughs> like for me, yeah. I've always struggled doing anything that was quick. Like me and tennis don't get along. <laughs> we really don't because <laughs> um, it's fast, quick movement. And now, now that I've seen my DNA, now I understand why. I wasn't built to play tennis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I would see the same. I'm a distance athlete and always have been. Um growing up as a competitive swimmer, no matter, you know, like the best I can hope for is, you know, like being in a relay team if I had to sprint (laughs) (laughs) because on my own, I just wasn't going to cut it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But see, intuitively, you know that, you know, and I think intuitively we know what we're designed to do. And then when we go outside of that, that's when our body starts sending us those little signs right, especially from our digestion or we're tweaking muscles or whatever, that we're doing something that we weren't really designed to do. Yeah. Um, let's, can we talk about a, a, some food stuff? Because I will just say sure. um, I have discovered through the years that I'm actually allergic to casein, uh, which is okay. one of the proteins in dairy products. And, again, it was one of those things I figured out by doing an elimination-style diet, and then later I had my genetics um, evaluated, and, you know, there was uh, confirmation there. But I have to say, especially as a healthcare practitioner, both in functional medicine and Western medicine, it is so frustrating to me when I tell people I don't eat dairy, and they're like, oh, are you lactose intolerant? No. <laughs> there are Lactose so many other things, things out there than just, yes. exactly. <laughs> Lactose well, it, is it, just it, a sugar <laughs> that requires an enzyme, sugar. right? <laughs> right, and then there's like, and it's a case of protein. Um, yep. Well, interesting, if you, did you say you did have your DNA done? I did, yes, but I am curious okay. to, um to maybe work with you on this test too, just to see how the data is presented in a different way because I think that's right. one thing that is probably important to talk about is 
there's, you know, you have 23andMe, you have Ancestry, you have all these different ways to have your DNA tested, but the real information will come to you as a raw data download. And so right, um, the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, it's important for people to know that once you have your raw data, then there's a variety of databases that you can put it into that will spit the information out at you in different ways so you can understand it in different ways too. And it's really helpful to work with a practitioner that understands what they're looking at to help you interpret it and make sense of it. Exactly, because the 23andMe's and the Ancestries are consumer products, mm-hmm. and they're designed to tell you about your parents and your grandparents and who your cousins are and whatnot. They're not designed to explain your health, and that's why um, with companies like 3x4, and you want to go through a company that you have to go through a practitioner for this very reason that you just stated, because you have to explain the data. It it like you said, it's that orchestra. You have to understand how it's all working together. Now, we're going to get back to your casing issue. If And you probably don't know this off the top of your head, or maybe you do, uh, whether they tested your, HL, your HLA, which is um, the SNP for gluten. Right. Um, I am a um, heterozygous for HLA. So Okay. Yeah, so not full-blown, but partial. So I am sensitive to gluten, but, like, you know, I'm not full-blown celiac. Okay, because casein is um, very similar molecularly to gluten. They call it um, molecular mimicry, that your body Mm -hmm. reacts the same way. So (laughs) So if you're sensitive to gluten and you eat dairy, you may, and this is what happens with people that go gluten-free, and they, they're eating, and they're still having digestive issues, and they're still eating dairy because their body's re- reacting to the casein the same way it would react to the gluten. Right. Yes. That's one of yeah. the things that I talk about in just, like, when I talk about my story and my evolution and how I transitioned from Western medicine to a functional medicine practice, was my own health struggle with figuring out like, what was going on. Cause I, I knew I had IBS and I ignored it, but finally I decided <laughs> to try this whole, whatever this gluten thing is at the time, you know, it was like back in like 2012 to 14. It was when it was first coming out really to, into the forefront of discussion and, and media, like what is this whole gluten free thing? And so that was my first step. And then, like you said, I was still having digestive things. So then I, I kept reading and exploring, and, and so I, then I tried the dairy. And the dairy for me was the big, huge turnaround in terms of right. all the other things that was causing in my system, acne, sinus infections, migraines, oh, yeah. you know, all the things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, dairy will do all those. <laughs> and it's funny, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I laughed. You know, you kind of ignored it at first. And that's what we all do. We, you know, it'll go away. It's you know, we make excuses because we like eating. We like the taste of whatever we're eating, so we kind of tolerate the results. But, you know, that's our body's way of telling us that, no, you shouldn't be eating this. So continuing with mine, um, and you'll find the humor in this, I'm, again, I'm eating ketogenic diet, and I get my DNA back, no more animal-saturated fat for you. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm, I'm a big girl. <laughs> I can give up my bacon and my grass-fed beef. I'm good. 
Well, down further down my little DNA journey, I have histamine overload issues, mm-hmm. which means my body's not clearing the histamines and they're building up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, histamines, that sounds like allergic reactions. I don't have allergic reactions. So I look up what the histamine-causing foods are, and lo and behold, at the top of the list is avocado. And mm-hmm. I'm eating keto. So I'm eating at least one avocado a day. So here I am eating avocados because they're, you know, in the world, they're healthy. They're a good, healthy fat. You know, it's mm-hmm. ketogenic eating. And here I am just building up my own internal inflammation by what I was eating. And walnuts, which was is one of my favorite nuts because it's good for your brain. So here I mm-hmm. am eating avocados and walnuts every day and grass-fed beef and bacon on a weekly basis going, oh, my gosh. You know, sooner or later, all of this would have really caught up with me. So it's really good that I caught it now. Yeah. So in in light of that, I'm glad you brought these things up because I've also had my own journey with histamine intolerance. What is your opinion of, uh, you know, because there's different products out there that are um, sort of like enzymatic supplements. So they help. Right. They help support your body to actually um, clear the histamines. So right. what, what do you think about those? Um, I actually, since I just got my DNA done like a week and a half ago, I, I've oh, ordered, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. I've ordered the products. And one mm-hmm. is a probiotic because there are certain probiotics that will help clear the histamines mm-hmm. better. I, am, I, am I allowed to say brand names? <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, it's Seeking Health Probiota Histamine X. Yeah. And then the other one is Seeking Health Histamine Blocker are the two that um, we recommend. And like yeah. I said, I just, I, we just, I just ordered them. Yeah. Yeah, so those are, those are also products that I order for my clients, too. So Seeking Health is a great okay. brand out there uh, for anyone looking for a really solid and uh, a brand that has great integrity and really, you know, um, is trusted, can be trusted for it is what it says on the bottle, you know. Um, yeah, which is good. And is, and is actually right. effective, about how nice that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's um, a necessary. So, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and then some of the other, you know, food type stuff. Um, I am somebody that clears caffeine very quickly, so I can have caffeine later in the day, and it doesn't affect my ability to sleep. But if you had a client that was having trouble sleeping, and say they were having two cups of coffee, say one at eight in the morning, and say one at eleven. You know, that one at 11, if they don't clear caffeine, could be the thing that's interfering with their ability to sleep. But you wouldn't know that unless genetically you could see how their body clears caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how that's their a great body, one. Yeah. I didn't even – when I saw that, I'm like, this is – and this is what I love because this information is so actionable. You know, this is – these are – you know, you you can use this information information to decide what to have for breakfast. You know, what to have for lunch. Am I going to have, you know, um, decaf tea now starting in the afternoon? And there's other pathways um, that have to do with your appetite and satiety because we were talking about food. 
I'm somebody that it takes very little food for me to feel satisfied. It's a satiety factor. Whereas mm-hmm. some people, they eat and they're still hungry. You know, we're talking those leptin and ghrelin issues. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can find that out from your genetics. That will yeah. explain why. Yeah. Why am I always hungry? I don't know if you hear that from your clients. Why am I always hungry? You know, we think sometimes that it's blood sugar regulation, but here it may be this ghrelin leptin um, issue. Right, or maybe even um, the APOE pathway in terms of oh fat gosh. metabolism. Because if your right. body isn't, you know, metabolizing the fat appropriately, then it's not available for for fuel, <clears throat> right? Because right. fats ultimately break down into glucose. So right, yeah. Um, so it's definitely yeah, and multifactorial. Mm-hmm. Right, and especially at APOE status, you know, you do want to know. Um, how vulnerable you are to things like cognitive decline and Alzheimer's, you know, because you're, um, you do become more vulnerable, which only means that you get, you, you have to have like a sit down with yourself and say, okay, I need to clean up my eating. I need to lower my carbohydrates or whatever that discussion is going to, you're going to need to have with yourself based on what your, your DNA shows you. It's either you're going to use it or you're ignoring it (laughs) or you're going to choose to ignore it. But at least you can say you're told. At least least you're informed. But I realize that you have to meet your clients where they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's start taking baby steps. You know, let's start making one change based on your DNA um, to start cleaning up some of these pathways. You know, I, I have two different groups of clients. I have the ones that just will jump in, do everything myself. They like just let's just do it all. And then other folks, and I met with one this morning. Um, you know, we just have to take it one step at a time, just one change at a time. But all those little changes over time have a big impact. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so you know, it's almost like. It should be mandatory. It, you know, and that's, I don't like to say it that way, but it's like this is baseline information. Like when you go yeah. to have your first <clears throat> physical, you know, when you're a kid, you should have your DNA done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if so, only they would start teaching it in medical school, then maybe we could have like a real shift in in right. medicine in general. You know, it could be more personalized instead of, you know, the compartmentalization of just organ systems. Right. Or, you know, right. It's, you know, cookie cutter here. You're tired here. Take this. You're hungry. Take that. You need to lose weight. Take this. And we are all so individual. And why it's, you know, but I think the, the paradigm shift is occurring that we are getting, I think people are now tired of all being put into the same basket and realizing that there's, they need answers. I think people want answers now as to oh, why sure. they're not getting yeah. well. You or, know, we're you know, when the, they show up to, yeah, when they show up to the doctor and they don't fit in a certain box, they're told, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, well, I'm here telling you that there is something going on. Will you help me investigate it? And usually the answer is no. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know we and and you know as a, 
being in the functional space, um, thyroid is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, the standard blood test for, you know, blood labs for thyroid, it's like two markers, your TSH and your, your T4. Until you get those 10 markers, you don't know what's going on with your thyroid. Yeah. But what I learned because um, I just got done working um, under the tutelage of a functional neurologist for over a year, that if a doctor does not know how to interpret a test result, that they are committing malpractice by even ordering it. So if you ask your doctor, to, and we're going off on a little tangent here, but if you ask your doctor to run a certain test and they either say no or you don't need it, that's shorthand for saying, I don't know how to interpret it. I don't know what to do with the results, so I can't order it. So go find well, another doctor. Well, I wish they would just say that. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Right? I, would, exactly. You know, I wish they would just be honest and, like, state where they're limited. And that's fine. We all have limitations. <laughs> right. And then that's refer right. us to someone that does know. <laughs> right. There's, you know, there's many things that I can do now. I mean, I can order blood labs. I can order practitioner supplements. I can do this. I can order DNA tests and analysis. But I know what I don't know, and I can when mm-hmm. I see it, I can recognize it, and I know when the referral needs to be made. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is yeah. out, right? This is outside my hula hoop. This is above yeah. my pay grade. However, you want to say it, it's knowing when you see it. You know, we need you need to see someone else about this. Right, and because. I do that all the time too. Yeah, people come to me with their questions, and I will answer them to the best of my ability and then immediately say, but I'm not the best person for you. I know a specialist in this area that would really serve you a lot better than I could because this is what right. they it's, do all day long. Yeah. Right. You know, it's it's things like mold exposure and Lyme disease and all those you know, more complicated conditions that you really, you want somebody who's been doing that kind of stuff for a long time. Yeah, or fertility it, issues. You want, yeah, somebody oh that knows the ins and outs of it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my, yes, yes. <laughs> That's yes. right. And so, <laughs> you know, so for a doctor to say, oh, no, you don't need that test, you're fine, realize it's because he or she doesn't know what to do with that information and they're just kindly trying to get you away (laughs) because they don't know the answers. Yeah. And I, you know, it's it's funny that you brought up the thyroid because I was in that position several years ago where I was frustrated. So I ordered my own test (laughs) and the full panel and including an iodine level. And so I got the test back, which did have some very interesting information on it. I took it to uh, my doctor's partner, so the doctor that I normally see wasn't there that day. And so this was a practitioner that really didn't know me at all. And she looked at me, she looked at the test, and she just said, well, I think this proves there's nothing wrong. And I was was so livid. (laughs) Because, again, like, she just wears – where her limitation was. And instead of just saying, you know, I'm not sure what to do with these numbers. Let me send you to a specialist. She just infuriated me. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I had somebody show up. um, They brought like a micronutrient panel to me. And, you know, I'm a very upstream person. 
it's like we need to get to the root cause before we start looking at micronutrients and nutrients. And so I've never been trained on how to analyze them and figure them out because that's way downstream of where I've been. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's go upstream and start looking at these big things first. But I told her, I says, you know what, it would take me weeks to take a course to figure out how to interpret these results. You're going to need to find someone else how to, that knows how to do it. Um, you know, but, you know, when was the last time you had your thyroid checked? <laughs> you know, let's start there. Yeah. You know, let's, yeah. yeah. Well, and and, that's, that's and, really good advice, too, um, I think, for everyone out there. Sorry I keep interrupting you because <laughs> you just keep saying such good things. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if you, again, like you're like me and just take matters into your hands or you have a practitioner that is ordering certain things for you, like a micronutrient panel, that's great information. But again, if you don't have the background of your, you know, your genetic SNPs, your detox pathways, all of the different things you're going to tell you, like which foods your body is absorbing and readily absorbing or not, uh, then, you know, the, the isolated information of the micronutrients maybe cannot be addressed in the most effective way right off the bat. So, the micronutrient panel right. is fabulous information, but it needs some, again, like the, the chorus around it to really put that information to work. You know, it's like you're, you're, you're um, demonstrating autoimmune signs and symptoms, okay? What's the foundational um, condition for autoimmune is leaky gut. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's just start right there. We got to get your gut healthy. We're not looking at. We're not going to look at anything else. We're just going to get your intestinal lining all healed up. We're going to get rid of the permutations. We're going to get rid of your leaky gut. We're going to start getting you absorbing the nutrients that we're about to give you. But we have to deal with that first. You know. Right. So there's some very. You know, when you talk about root, 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 root causes, your DNA is right there. That's where you start because that's going to explain why things are happening. And then you build just like, you know, a blueprint, you build from the foundation up. You're going to use that as your foundation. Yeah. And then if you want, yes. you know, yeah, like, you know, with the histamine foods even, let's say I really want to be able to eat avocados again. Well, I'm going to have to clear clear out my system for a while and then reintroduce them on a very infrequent basis. It's going to be like my little treat now. Maybe it's going to be an avocado. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, we really should. We have to respect the bodies that we were given. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah. So when we do, you know, once we have that, you know, so probably all your listeners were like, I don't want to know. I don't want to keep eating what I'm going to eat. But, but then you're still going to keep experiencing the constipation, the diarrhea, the IBS, the gas, the bloating, the migraines, the achy joints. And then you're going to go to your doctor and expect him or her to give you a pill to make it go away. Yeah. Yep. Whereas if yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but then, you know, and this is one of the reasons that I branched out of just, you know, Western medicine clinical pharmacy is because I got tired of seeing patients that were just on this menagerie of medications that there was no end in sight. Like this was 
going to be the rest of their life with these medications because they weren't being given any tools or information to help themselves get better and get off of the medications. And almost right. all of the meds out there on the, in the entire world, which is a huge amount, almost all of them are designed to be short-term solutions. They, we, they are used as long-term solutions, but that is not what they were designed to do, which is also why then we have the degradation of, of health in general over time as we age because, again, we're not helping support ourselves through the process of just getting older, and then we're taking these drugs, which um, in most cases are leaching things out of our system and preventing our bodies from absorbing or making the, the key things that it needs to maintain a healthy, sustained life. And so I would say most of, almost all the diseases out there are a product of chronic, acute on chronic inflammation that has gone unchecked that just continues to degrade our system. Right. And like you um something you just touched on is that the medication is depleting our bodies of certain nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially like your B vitamins and your vitamin C, depending on what the nutrient is. And we saw this a lot at the Institute that people would come in with their list of medications. Well, most of them were on some sort of antidepressant mm-hmm. and something to help them sleep. Guess what happens with those two medications? it degrades your cognition. Mm-hmm. So they were developing cognitive decline because of the medications that they were taking. Right. So specifically, with anti- specifically antidepressants um, are really horrible for your cognition. And then on top of that, depleting their systems of those vital nutrients. And I, I don't think people really have a handle on that as to the long-term, you know, it's so funny because you have the, the, the drug and here's the side effect, but the side effect has the long-term effects. Oh, yeah. I mean, statins are a perfect yeah. example of that, oh, too. Statins, they both increase your risk for diabetes and Alzheimer's. And so what are we what? seeing now with patients that have been on statins since they first came on the market? More diabetes and more Alzheimer's. Yeah. And then what does that do? That feeds back into their heart disease. It's like, really? Come on. This is the best we can come up with? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not to mention hormones. Exactly. It's like, and it's, you know, you could get very um, deep in the weeds with this stuff, but Mm -hmm. bottom line, it's just common sense. You know, it's just taking that step back. It's the Oh, looking at the DNA. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, it's right. And that, you know, statins are not a good thing. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, your brain is made, your brain is made of cholesterol. So if you take a drug that lowers your cholesterol, guess what's going to happen? Your brain is going to shrink. Um, you know, those just, you know, A leading to B leading to C leading to D. Um, but, and that's why it's so important for people to get educated. You know, if you, if you have a condition Really work with somebody, a functional, integrative doctor that is going to look at your body as a whole and all the systems and how the systems work together and go to and really do a root cause analysis before you start, you know, going to those itty bitty little things that, you know, it'll make you feel good for a day or two. But if you don't deal with that big thing, it's going to come back. Yeah. 
So um, to get tested, do people um, go to like practitioners like you and do the three X4 genetic tests? Right. So I am certified okay. by three X4. Um, so they, all they need to do is contact me. And what the the sequence of how it, how it occurs is um, the kit. The it's a it's a saliva swab. The kit gets sent directly to them. They do their swab instructions, like you can't eat or drink and all that for, for so long. They'll do the swab and then send a kit back to 3X4. It will go to the lab for analysis. Then when the report is ready, I will get it. I will do my analysis, and then I will get with a senior member, and this is for everybody that works with 3X4, uh, that there's always a second set of eyeballs on the analysis to make sure nothing's missed. And then I get back together with um, the client, and we get on a Zoom. If they're local, we'll get together personally. But usually it's by Zoom. We'll go through the report, and then the client gets the report. And the the reports are just set out. They're amazing. There's summary pages. Things are grouped together by nutrition and exercise. They're very, very, very easy to understand. But then there's also all the SNPs are listed. Um, mm-hmm. If they're high impact, very high impact. So for those of us, the practitioners can go into each individual SNP and dig out um, some of the, the other important information that needs to be added in. So um, it's easy enough. The summary pages are easy enough for everyone to understand and be able to implement. And then you can get as detailed as you want into the individual SNPs. Okay. So if people have already done their genetic testing with a different service, is there a way for them to send you their raw data and for you guys to use their raw data from a different test, or is that possible? I have not heard if 3X4 will do that. I can check into it. Okay, just curious. Yeah, I, I, this is the first, and I've heard people do that with like their ancestry and their whatnot. I don't know if 3X4 does that or not, but I can check into it. Okay, um, and then the one thing that I am curious about that we haven't talked about are the LifeWave stem cell patches. How did those work? Well, uh, let's. there's two different oh um, kind of modalities that are going on at the same time with the patches. So the first is photobiomodulation. And the easiest way to explain how that works is when you go out into the sun, there's a certain wavelength of light that hits from the sun that hits your skin. And when it hits your skin, there's like this little biochemical reaction that converts that wavelength to vitamin D. You don't have to do anything. It's just that's how divinely designed we are, that when that wavelength hits, it gets converted. Well, David Schmidt, who's the CEO and creator of the LifeWave patches, was first commissioned by the U.S. Navy SEALs to come up with some way to keep the Navy SEALs alert and focused during their long missions, um, but without stimulants or drugs. But it had to be, the, the way to keep them focused, the, the source of the energy had to be within themselves because they're out in these, like, remote locations. They can't be lugging around batteries or supplements or whatever. So David Schmidt came up with 
the patch. It's a non-transdermal patch. So I want everybody to envision, envision a Band-Aid that's round and about an inch in diameter. And the center of the Band-Aid is crystals. It's a crystal matrix. And when you put the patch on, well, let me step back. The second modality is um, our bodies are made of pathways. They're called meridians, you know, if you're familiar with acupuncture. And all along these pathways, and it's sort of, you know, like DNA, all this, you have these pathways of energy that connect your nervous system and your organs that run all through your body. So when you take these patches and you put them at the meridian opens, at openings and certain points on your body, like everybody's familiar with like the bottom of your feet. The bottom of your feet have some of the biggest openings in your meridians. You put the patch mm-hmm. there and it then your body heat hits the crystals that creates the wavelength of light that goes back into your body to activate certain processes. And the, the stem cell activation patch actually activates a copper peptide called GHKCU. And by activating this copper peptide, you activate stem cell production. So you are literally creating a whole new set of stem cells as soon as you put that patch on. So for people that aren't familiar with stem cells, imagine you're a little kid and you scrape your knee. Once you do that, the stem cells rush to that scraped knee to start creating the new skin. Mm-hmm. That's what stem cells do. And when you use your own and your skin, here we go back to your skin, is the biggest source of your own stem cells. So they're like little baby cells that don't know what they're going to be when they grow up. So, mm-hmm. and as adults, we make far less stem cells as we get older, especially when you get over 60, you're hardly making any new ones at all. And they're so slow by the time you twist your ankle, you know, by the time the stem cells get there, they not, may not be very effective. So that's why it takes so long for you to heal as you get older. So these stem cells, once you put one of the patches on, the stem cells know exactly where they need to go to repair, whether it's your liver, your kidneys, your leaky gut, you know, your brain cells. They will go to the site where there's the most inflammation that needs the most repair. The science shows that if you wear the stem cell activation patches, and you wear one a day, that after six months, you have reversed your cellular age by eight years. Wow. That's cool. Yes. So that actually you're repairing and replacing yourself you know so you know Mm -hmm. whether and you know people are like well I don't know well you put that patch on it's repairing something it's going somewhere and repairing something so for me it's like of course I look at my I look in the mirror I'm like well I want to get rid of my wrinkles (laughs) right that's my signs (laughs) of aging I want to get rid of um but no joke after a few weeks my quote-unquote brown age spots started fluffing off and oh, underneath cool. them was brand, was brand new skin. It was creating new skin from those deep down layers, just not surface, but deep down. So that's what the stem cell patches are all about. And then um, within that same technology, that non-transdermal patch. So 
there is nothing that's being transpatched into your body except that wavelength. And there's ones, ones that reduce inflammation. There's ones that activate your glutathione pathways. So this is how it works together with the DNA is if you need support with your detoxification pathways, you need support with your methylation pathways, and you do have glutathione SNPs that you'll be able to use these patches to increase your body's production of glutathione. So, yeah, yeah that's it's pretty, this is, this is, this is the cutting edge. And what I love about these patches is that it's not, there's no drugs involved. There's no side effects. There's no contraindications. You know, people are getting stem cells injections. They're traveling out of the country and spending thousands and thousands of dollars. And interesting right. enough, Tony Robbins in his book, Life Force, talks about him traveling to Panama or wherever, getting these stem cell injections into his rotator cuff. But the injected stem cells clear the body within three or four days. And what right. he says well, is after. Yeah. Right. Keep going. But there's a small, small amount of stem cells that remain, and what they do is activate your own stem cells, and that's where the magic is. And that's basically what these patches do is just activating your own stem cells. So you don't have to worry about getting something injected into you that you didn't know where it came from, what it's going to turn into. It takes all that guesswork out of it because you're creating your own. Right. Well, and the reason that that people have to travel outside of the U.S. to get stem cell injections is because the FDA put the kibosh on it. Um, yep. So even though – so a lot, of, a lot of people were having their own harvested and – and this is just a little smidge of a background, and then we have to wrap up. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, for people that are curious about this stem cell process, because the potential of stem cells is really exciting and powerful when it comes to healing and healthcare uh, for a variety oh, yeah. of things. We're not just talking about yep. joints, but it could autoimmune, um, you know, a variety of ailments. But the harvesting of your own stem cells, especially like you said, as we get older, one of the places that we have to go is bone marrow. That's one of the places. And then, um, so that's a process. And then once you have them, then there's a process of getting them to um, to multiply and get ready to re-inject them into your body. So they're were some places in the U.S. that were doing this a few years ago. The FDA put the kibosh on it. And so now there are places in Panama. Um, I don't know if there's Mexico. any in Mexico. Yeah, okay, so there yeah. are still some in Mexico. So it's, I mean, yeah. you know, Tony Robbins, Joe Rogan, uh, Ben Greenfield, Jack those Nicholas. are the people. Yeah. yeah. So there are very reputable people that whether you're not you consider Joe Rogan reputable, but he's an athlete right. and he has, you know, a good uh, testimonial. Um, there was someone right. else that had his 80 year old uh, dad do it. And I'm blanking on who that is a famous person that did it for himself. And then also had his 80 year old dad do it for, yeah, well, that's I'm not like, sure why. That sounds like Tony Robbins. Cause I know, I think he took his dad down to the clinic down in Naples initially. Oh, okay. Like back issues. Like, Cause yeah. my husband's a golfer. Um, went yeah. to Germany and, but you know, here's the deal with the patches. You, you know, it's a fraction of the cost. You're stimulating your own and there isn't all these injections and foreign travel and all of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it makes it very accessible and very doable for, for anyone. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming on yeah. today and for all of the information. And real quickly, uh, while we wrap up, tell everyone where they can find you um, so they can um, start doing the testing. Yes. The easiest way to contact me is just email me because we talk about a lot of different things. Uh, it's yourtotalbody at yahoo.com. Again, my company name is Your Total Body, so that's the email. It's yourtotalbody at yahoo.com. That's the easiest way. Um, and just, you know, shoot me an email and say, hey, I heard you on Dr. Lara's program. Talk to me about stem cells. Talk to me about DNA. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook. Just um, search Annie Bush, and you'll find me there. Yes, yes, yes. And so... For all of you out there, there's always a show notes page that I put on my website at drlaramay.com is the website. And if you just go over to the podcast link, uh, you'll find all the show notes for all the different episodes. And so you'll find Annie's email and the link to her website there and um, just a brief overview of the show just to give you some idea of what we spoke about too. So definitely head on over there. And thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in today. Thank you, Annie, for being on the show. This was fascinating. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. I think we'd love to have you back so we can dig more into this because I feel like we just scratched the surface. We did. It was was a nice overview, but, yeah, we can can get as deep in the weeds as you want. (laughs) Yes. All right, so I, I think we're already having some requests for more details on the, the body fat relationship with the DNA. So oh, we'll great. have to schedule that follow-up for later on in the summer. Sounds awesome. Okay, thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank Bye, you. Annie. Bye-bye. Bye. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show.